You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To the Diablo's Den, Corona Chronicles, episode number 22. I'm your co-host, Jay Reason. I'm here with the one and only Lord Isaac, a.k.a. Danny Diablo. What up, what up, what up? Is that, is that good? You hear me? Oh, good? yeah, man, I can hear you. What's, What's up? Good? What's up, Jay? How you doing, Jay? Uh, I'm doing great. How about yourself, man? What's going on? Yeah, you know, it's a uh, new year. Happy new year, Jay. Happy new I was year. To say, all. So yeah, last, last we talked was, uh, well, not we, you and I obviously talk all the time, but I'm saying last we talked with our listeners here was yeah. uh, in November. We had uh, Freddie Alba on, but we you know everybody deserves a little holiday break. Yes, obviously, yes. We got the store that was crazy and you had a bunch of shit going on. I was, I was playing shows and stuff like that. So it's, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. So we're going to, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, man. We're, we got a really, uh, a dope episode for you today, but let, I want to catch up with you because you actually were like, you just said, man, super busy over the break. Uh, I, on the other hand was not, which was a, a very welcome. <laughs> uh, I did nothing, man, except smoke a bunch of pot and watch yeah. uh, movies and smoke, uh, you know, the whole, the that's whole thing. good. That's, yeah, uh, well, that's I, my favorite I, I, shit. You know, it's, it's, I love smoking weed. You I mean, I think nope. anybody who knows me knows that uh, in my public life, I don't know, you know, I don't, know how many people know that but i'm a big uh yeah that's my favorite thing i don't drink pothead m- that much but yeah sick uh burnout pothead you know yeah for sure. so what, what, what uh, i did what, what i, I was did. gonna say yeah i want to talk actually first man you did this dope this dope art show um the queen's graffiti legends yeah so let, yo talk about that because that shit looked off the hook dude I'm, uh what, yo, it was like 400 people in a in a place big as Big, uh, big as uh, my, my apartment. It was like two, it was two floors. It's a Village Works uh, bookstore in a, in a, in a, the Low East Side. It actually was like uh, right across the street from the old Hell's Angels Third Street Clubhouse, where you used oh, to be. The building. How so did, it was right how, there. So, how did you get involved in that? Like, how, who oh, you? Uh, I basically there was a book called Queen's Graffiti Legends, right and by in the our... book by, by Freddie Alvo, shout Freddie Alvo, my Peruvian. Jackson Heights brother, uh, he did. You know, Freddie Al was a great guy. He did. He put this together. All Queens graffiti writers, and we, and and everyone had to do a page, a, a, a piece on the people. Uh, when I mean piece, I mean good art, graffiti of all the of someone that influenced you. It could be dead or it could be alive. And my guy, you know, the influence when I was young, one of the graffiti writers I grew up with in Jackson Heights, but uh, more of the Woodside side from Woodside was a. A writer called Ha Ha Ha. It was a tag that only people in Queens know about this. And he's, it's actually a writer called Jimmy One Thirty One and uh, Mike uh, Seventy Nine. That's that's a, that's a crew over there. Engie, uh, shout out to Engie. Uh, uh, shout out to Neo. Shout out to my brother Ken Three Five Seven. Shout out to uh, to uh, uh, Jamie Prince, Bane. Uh, all these people, man. You know what I mean? Like shout out to Damp. But I did Ha Ha Ha, 
And it was like, I remember going to PS 152 when I was a kid and seeing the ha 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 everywhere, all over Northern Boulevard, 65th and Broadway, uh, right by White Castle, used to be over there by Roosevelt, by, by the USA Roller Rink. Now I'm talking about seven, like 70s to 80s, early 80s. So basically, we did a, that book was so dope. They did a, a, a everyone, everyone who was in there did a, a art gallery, did two canvases. And I did two canvases and and my canvas were, it was cool going into into the fucking place, smaller place, and my shit was hanging there. And then, so, if you see some pictures online, Richard Manitoba for the dictators, it went the next day and stood in front of them, took pictures. Basically, that's so. That's it, basically, it's, it's there to, if, if you're in New York City, go to the Village Works to January 30th, all the arts there. So if you want to buy my art or buy other people's art, or you just want to see some dope Queens graffiti, Real shit, real graffiti from old school guys. Go to Village Works in the city, the Lower East Side, and up and the galleries up right now. And you can buy it online. You go to VillageWorks.com and go online. And all over the world, they shipped it. The, it's in a catalog. It's in a book too. My oh, my that's cool. So 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 if somebody was buy it saw your piece, they don't have to be in the in New York. No, no, no. no. They, they, right now, that's right dope. now, go to my go to my Instagram or go to we'll, we'll, put, we'll put a we'll we'll put a link to and, and, and on buy that my and buy my shit right now. Shout out one thing I have to do. Shout out to my my girl Storm who came to this to thing to, uh, to uh, support me. Shout out to Peter Green who came. Oh, I saw Peter Green. Yeah. Vinny Stigma, Mike Gallo came down with Shout crazy. out, man. Gallo. Vinny Stigma, uh, Peter Green well, are insane. Oof. But that's, a, that's Ken, a fun night. Ken 357 and the son were there. The, Ken's from Astoria, Queens. He's in the book. Ken 357. Check out, but he made me this. I'm going to show you guys this thing he made for my birthday. This is crazy. I'll show you. He gave it to me. My birthday was December 20th. So. Oh, that's sick, dude. Yo, how dope is that? Yeah, my Danny Diablo is my logo, polyurethane, whatever. Yeah, look epoxy, dope, right? Is that epoxy? Like epoxy? Yeah, that's yeah. Look how dope! Like, shout out to Ken three five seven. That's my, that's my, 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 my brother, my nigga, my brother. Queens all day, Storia, Brian, high school baby. That's how we do. Love right, it. Sorry, sorry. Yo, the other, the other uh, cool thing that you just announced, and, and we have talked about this a little bit on uh, previous episodes, but it's a fucking for real thing now. Is the so fucking fast. new Scarhead has a oh shit yeah of February fourteenth and along Valentine's along with that, Day Valentine's Day so get your girlfriend that she'll love it uh, <laughs> the, the, the single the single drops it's a uh, yo, yo if you have a girl <laughs> yo if you're dating a girl who gets excited to get the new Scarhead CD on Valentine's <laughs> you Day. better dump her real quick <laughs> yo you have a girl that likes like any of my music get, yeah. get rid of her that's gonna be a problem but check uh, but check it. It's called Defiance. Defiance. It's a, it's a, so, so did you change the you change the title? Originally, we were going Generators. No, of no, violence. no, 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 no. Generators of Violence is the name of the album, but we're dropping the single. Oh, okay, okay. On uh, February fourteenth. Okay, perfect. So, so it's and, called Defiance, and and it's it's all about you know what's going on in the world today. It's about just stand up, fight for your rights. Uh, I love it. I talk about I talk about it, 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 I don't talk politics or shit like that because I hate that shit. But I talk about standing for your rights. Uh, about my my I, 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 the lyrics really mean a lot to me this time. Awesome. Before Scarheads, you remember it means like about you know uh, my ancestors have been been uh, killed in mass graves. I'm talking about my ancestors that my Taino Indian ancestors, my Jewish ancestors, my black ancestors. All three it runs oh. in my blood in my blood. So I'm talking about you can't let that shit happen again. Yeah, oh, that's dope. You got to fight for your right, baby. That's it. That's dope. And fuck Joe, fuck Joe Fado. 
<laughs> the other the other big news uh alongside that man is that you were you were doing a tour a real tour around this oh, release right shit, shit. all right so listen yes we're touring in uh, march and april and, and you know, you know generators of violence was the name of the ep uh scarhead on fourth by records we got three features and it's, it's you it's you scam dust right yeah, I, I hope we stand us to do. I don't, listen, it's so crazy. I don't know. These guys are so fucking fucked up. So I, I bring whoever I want, whoever can bring, whoever, whoever had lost the job and get thrown out by the girlfriend or wife, I'll take. I mean, it's like the fresh air fund yeah. for hardcore. I take people out all over the world. But listen, whoever does this tour, it's on. So it, 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 it's, it's basically uh, Starhead, Concrete Dream, which I manage, and I just signed them. To suburban noise records, shout out to oh, Concrete so, Okay, cool. I got them the record deal. Big Daddy. I, I, I know you were working on uh, last we talked about. They had just, just yes. those demos with Billy, and you were shopping uh, the deal. Yeah, so Bi Billy Bob has it, the, the, the single. One of the new singles. Oh, I'm, we're re-putting out some kind of suburban noise for Concrete Dream. I love them. Please go check out Concrete Dream. Go to the uh, to the, the YouTube. Check out the videos. The music. First, is this their first tour? E? First tour. First tour ever. So that'll be good. So a lot of our. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, to... taking, I'm taking. I'm uh, taking them under my wing. Oof. Wow. Oh, oh, that poor kid. Hey, look that how poor... good I turned out, dude. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, I, I know. Look what right? I fucked the whole life up. But listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Listen. Check out. Check this out. Concrete Dream. Uh, the DRP who runs, who owns Force Five Records, runs yeah. it. My manager. Is uh, he, you know, he's uh, before he's also on the tour and Tony Slippers. He's like Puffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's on the album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Album out on the tour. Uh, he's all over the video. Yeah. <laughs> and, and shout out to Tony Slippers from the Ill Rock Records. It's going to be opening up the whole tour. Okay. Yeah. So that's a that's, super that's how I do it. I, 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 I decided just to support people who support me. I've been helping out people. For a long well, time. We were, and we were talking about that a little earlier offline. Yeah, I, I, like... I want to tell you online right now, it's time to cut the umbilical cord. Yeah. I, if you're not, listen, I'm tired of helping people out and, and fucking me over. That means every time I Yo, go the do something good. the paper bank is closed, right? The paper bank's closed, but the money bank's open. So yeah. if you were, if you would need real help, get it's that cameo. It's your question. Get the cameo right now, too. <laughs> and your bands, or you want to get put on, hit me up and put $500 in my WhatsApp, nigga, and then we can talk. I love it. Uh, yeah. So that's gonna be a cool thing. We are gonna that's put up. Uh, I'm gonna put out some uh, some information on that tour because if anybody does want to book that yeah, yeah. Uh, in your area, Josh, hit Josh and hit, let hit, me know. Hit the email. Hit the email ASAP and book all the United States. We will get booked everywhere. Vegas, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Fuck yeah. If we get Vegas, we know we got a shout out to my boys. Purity, you're gonna. Yeah. Open we get them on. We get them on. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna plug real quick. Uh, I I think I had mentioned this. On the last uh, episode, but now it's here. Oh, Rolling Coffin cassette. Tim from VOD's new project. Static, you heard me talk era, about it. Static Era. Static Era Records. Pick this yeah. up. StaticEra.com. Uh, e, what else? Is there anything else? Oh, what else? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I've been talking to, you know, the movie I did with Real Wolf with Tom Vujic. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's going to that. be available. That's going to be available soon, but also... He's doing a documentary right now with Kooji Rap, about Kooji Rap, the rapper. Sick. But the next documentary is going to be about Danny Diablo. It's going to be awesome. Danny Diablo from the, gutter, from the gutter to glory. I love it. Let me be, I'm going to be in there talking about the Oh, you'll be in there talking, yeah, we, we talk about the real crime. We, this is not about, this It's about me. It's not only about how good looking I am and how <laughs> charismatic, 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 what the fuck you say? 
you know what I'm saying? But yeah. and, and, and such a great musician, but amazing fighter, lover, but father, great father. But it's also showing how amazing I am to my friends and how yeah, no, fucking I, how challenged no, I am. You, you know what's funny, man? Was uh, <laughs> it made, something just made me think of something you posted the other day. It was real funny, and I don't know if I'll do the joke justice, but you had posted that, like, you were saying something about your music, and then your mom said, "Oh, yeah, my." Yeah, my, 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 oh, I'm yeah, this I'm I'm not trying to. It's just you know the way the it way hurts. You, it hurts. It hurts. Hold on, I'll put it right now. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to. Oh, dig no, up no, 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 no. Okay. Yo, I had to babysit my fucking nieces <laughs> the other day, and poor Ahoy couldn't stop laughing. Shout to Ahoy for Mad Boy. Which one of my out. nieces? One of my nieces is a uh, is a uh, is autistic and fucked up, and and. And I and whenever I sing happy birthday, she flips out. So I was like, I was like, happy birthday. She like started punching me, chasing me around the house. I, I I took her fucking her comic book. She was like fucking me up. It was funny. It was so funny. I had a great time. I love my family. They're all fucked up. Uh, but this is what my mom said. Oh, let's see. Let's 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 see. And I'm, oh, again, man, I'm not go, so go. No, 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 no. Just be my mom is my mom is a is a hard bitch. So, this know, is funny. Uh, my mom just told my girl that I'm just like my father. That my father tried out for the Knicks and didn't make it. Kind of like me and my music. It hurts <laughs> to the bone, son. Evil woman. Ha. Now I'm going to cry myself to sleep. Good night. Yo. So my mom was telling me, my, my girl, like, yeah, just like your dad. Yo, he, he, oh, yeah. I'm going to try for the Knicks. I'm going to be the Knicks. And, and wait, wait, you became a cop. Take the police test. I was like, yo, but I'm, a, I'm known all over the world, mom. Just because you don't know. Just because I'm not on, on People magazine and yeah. on a fucking stupid like novella doesn't mean I'm not fucking I'm not famous. No, because you're not on Z100 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's that? What's that girl's name? Uh, uh, that, I'm sorry that Natalie Merchant or Cher, mom. Fuck out here. No, yeah, no, no, not for nothing though. I bet Cher would like you. I would fuck the shit out. <laughs> she looks great. Yeah. Well, I'm, yo, I, <laughs> yo, this is like, I got one more thing. <laughs> That's some crazy shit today. No, I'm, I'm, not about, I'm not talking about politics. Are you going to share or we're going to... Oh, wait, wait. I went oh, two seconds. Can right. I do it? Yeah. So today we have I'm a great a, guest a, today, too. But go ahead. Yes, but well, hold on two seconds. I was on... I never put, put, post anything on Instagram, like other people's pages. But some guy wrote a, I saw a crazy thing. It said, is this the whack Is this this week's whack no, attack? This week's whack attack. Okay. Right. And I, I forgot the guy's name, but he posted on a page. It's like a, a story. He said, it said, drunk driver... Uh, uh, gets a, gets verbally abused by New York City cop. I was like, wait, 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 was it cop drunk driving? Or it didn't make no sense. So I'm reading it and they're like, oh, it's disgusting. As a Chinese guy, a cop's name is Chinese. So there's an off duty cop in the Bronx stopped a drunk driver, right? <laughs> so he stopped the drunk driver and the guy who started talking shit to him, he's like, yeah, he's like, fuck you, you Taliban motherfucker. Stay right here. And the guy spit on him and he oh, went fuck. crazy on him. They stopped in the cops game and arrested the drunk driver. But they're like, they're like, yo, the cops shouldn't say that language. I was like, first of all, he's off duty. First of all, that guy could have killed everyone. He's a drunk driver. You, do you understand what I'm saying? They, they was, everyone was like, he said those words. I was like, shut the fuck up. Yo, why we, why we ran into your mother and killed him? So I, so one guy started breaking down. I said, you know how to broke it down to the guy? I went like this to him. Here it goes, Jay. I said this. I said, what if your sister was getting gay raped by a Chinese gang from, from Chinatown. 
and I ran up to the, I ran up on, on the guy, and the cop ran up on the, on the guy, and the fifth guy is fucking his sister, and then like, and like four of the guys ready to go, and the guy turns around, pulls the knife, and slices the cop, he slices the cop in the face, and he goes, you fucking Chinese bastard, and stabs him, shoots the guy, shoots everyone, and saves his sister. Are you that mad? I heard you call them Chinese bastards before, for stopping the rape? Or are you gonna say thank you for saving my fucking sister from getting raped by eight gang members? Does it make any sense? You know, you I'm glad I'm that we don't tackle those kinds of questions on our That's podcast. What I'm just, that, That's to me, it's like, yo, thank you for saving my fucking sister. You know what I mean? Thank you for saving my mom that game raped. Who, who can't, I don't give a fuck you call those guys fucking uh, uh, dragonfly faces. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Just, hey, whatever racial thing, you, uh, the, the, the kike, Jew, nigga, spick, I don't care what you call them. Save my fucking sister, cop. Thank you. That's uh-huh. it? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, all you want, motherfuckers, think about that. Because most of you guys talk all the shit on the front with things, and I will break your necks, you little fucks. All right, bye. So there you heard it. Oh, uh, but yeah, so there you <laughs> heard it. Uh, shout out to Cruel Hand. Shout out to Cruel Hand. Um, we got a very cool guest today. We, you know, we're mostly known on this show for mostly music guys. I got to be honest. Yeah. We're starting the year off, though. Diablo's then with some new shit, a twist. Yes, 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 yes. My man who's joining us today is an actor. And when I say an actor, you know, I know people are probably like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. No, this is like a legit, real motherfucker who's been in mad shit, mad shit that you all like, mad shit that me and E like. Um, yep. We're gonna get our guests on now and I'm gonna give him an introduction. So hang on one second and uh, we'll be right back. You guys will probably recognize uh, our guest from one of probably the biggest TV shows, season one and two, he played Agent Skip Lapari. Uh, but on top of that, my man has been in Natural Born Killers, 24, Entourage, I mean, you fucking name it. Uh, on top of that, dude, in the, the brief time that I've gotten to know him uh, prepping for the show, the guy has been amazing. So I really would like <laughs> to fucking welcome Louis Lombardi to the show tonight. Hey. <laughs> awesome. so, Louis, thank you so much for joining us, dude. Uh, me and Isaac are so excited to have you on, dude. So, how, how have you been, dude? What's been going on with you? I've been great, man. I've been busy, you know. You know, I've been, uh, even though it's a last year was a tough year for people, and thank God, you know, I've been kind of moseying through the progress. And, you know, I ended up doing The Rock's new show called The Young Rock. It's oh, on yeah, Netflix. awesome. Yeah, the wrestling thing, that's cool. cool. Yeah, and I did like three episodes, and I kind of like the things were slow. So, you know, I'm, I'm watching a frozen pizza line, I'm doing a movie, I'm working on a couple of other projects right now, a TV show that I created about my life with MGM, about oh, growing cool. up in the Bronx and shit, yeah. Oh, that's well, dope. I'm about to pitch it next month, we have a massive showrunner, hopefully we shoot it in the Bronx, if not, we'll shoot it, we're working on maybe Detroit or the Bronx, but we have to sell it first, but it's about, it, it's a really great concept about me and all my buddies growing up with no fathers in the Bronx. Oh, man. how <laughs> We hustled the shit out of our lives, and you know a lot of them got 25 years that are just getting out. And I was fortunate enough to have a dream. You yeah. know, I want to be an actor. When I was 14, we were all the street kids, and everybody's like, "You're out of your mind." Cut to, you know, my grandfather did 30, uh, 30 straight years in prison, and all my friends. So as I progressed, like Sopranos, I played the FBI. 24, I played the FBI. So they would all watch me in the prison system and be like, "You're the cop." Uh-huh. <laughs> like you know, my grandfather would be like. He's just a cop on TV, you know? But, <laughs> but it's kind of funny because that was the progression. So the point of that, what I was trying to say is when you're a kid and you have a dream, you might not have money, you might not have an education. I went to fifth grade. I didn't go to acting school, film school, any school. 
any school, you oh. know, and hustle the fuck out of the streets, you know? So what I did was I didn't listen to people's negativity at a young age, at 13. I'll show you headshots at me at 13. We'll be like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, yeah, people think I, I, I walked onto the set of Sopranos and they were like, you're a star. I'm like, I put fucking 38 years of my Before life Before you got, it. right, totally. And I yeah, want bro. I want to talk and, a little bit about that because I know that um, to your point, like you had said, you hadn't gone to film school and stuff, but you got some of your starts doing some some NYU early acting, right? Kind of picking up uh, a yes. few things from there, yes. right? You know, and, and when people go, you know, I, you know, growing up, I, I wasn't a school person. I just, I, yo, ne- neither Isaac and I aren't either. So you're in the right now. So right <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I'm more of a guy you put me in, I've learned and I learned yeah. in a minute. I'll be great at it. Yep. But when I read books and comprehend, I, I don't know. I just never was me. So growing up, you know, we would hustle on the streets since 12, 13 on. That was our lives. You know, it was just four kids I grew up with. None of us had fathers. So we would just constantly, constantly hustle, right? And 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 you know, as as years went on, I like 13, 14, I always had that that acting thing. And people say the bug, but as a, as a five, six, 10-year-old, I would watch Odd Couple, All, all in the Family, yeah. uh, Happy Days, all these shows, and I would be sitting in my grandma's basement alone, and I would be fixated on that TV. And, and it turned out that I've had, I, I, when I was like 13, old enough to go get a headshot, I did. And, and then I, what I would do is, I didn't go to acting school, so I would submit all my, my, my headshots to NYU films, independent films, do anything out there that was real. That would take you, right? That would, that would, would, you would submit it and then then you would just go wherever you could turn, wherever they came away, right? And I'm going to tell you something, what started my career, and people go, oh, it's little shit. So when I used to bring these little student films back to the Bronx and the social clubs and the look, what the fuck is that? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you sucking? (laughs) (laughs) The fuck is your mentality, motherfuckers? You know, that mentality where the street people don't, they don't see anything else. I always had this vision. So I auditioned one, two, three. I ended up doing like 20 of them. I would bring like weed down to the kids. I would be like, oh, the not... they would be the student kids. I would buy them all drinks at the bar, you know, pitch them $5 down at NYU on Third Avenue. And, and we would get drunk. And, I, and they ended up make, I ended up making friendships. So he passed me around. He passed me around. He passed me around. Before you know it, I'm in 20 NYU films, right? Which was the best thing that ever happened. And remember, I didn't spend a nickel. In, in any acting school. Oh, no acting school, right? <laughs> no yeah, acting but, school. Right, and that was acting. I tell people now, they go, I'm 10 years of acting school. I say, quit. If you're in 10 years of acting school, fucking quit. Because <laughs> it could be something you'll be able to pick up yeah. and be neutral with. You don't need 10 years. So all that experience, being on a live set, there's nothing more. You could be in a classroom and cry in your bathroom and your mom tell you how great you are, right? But if you're on a set and you have the fucking ball in your hands, you fumble, you fumble, bro. Right. You know, it's kind of like you're in a real situation with real people not yeah. crying in your mom's basement. So so I would tell young actors, do NYU films, you're in a real set, and those sets are pretty big. They're like fifty, hundred thousand dollar movies. Then back then when I was fucking, you know, 40 years ago, you know. So I would hustle and I, I made a great reputation out at NYU and I learned I got a fifty thousand dollar a year education by being on those sets all the time for free. That's amazing. I, I learned how to act in a real situation because when they yell action and cut, that's where the acting is. It's not yeah. It's not memorizing lines. It's the fucking distraction of acting. Makeup, hair, wardrobe, do, do your line. You can't move this action. You're like, you got to compress 30 things within a second and then hit, right? Yeah. 
know what I'm saying? And, that's, and you got I'm everybody, wa- right? And you got everybody watching you. So it's like the pressure. So I call it the downward spiral. Actors would look fuck up a line and start to be insecure. See me? I don't give a fuck. I'd be like, get out of my way. I'll- <laughs> <laughs> I got my strength as an actor, like my street kind of strong. Me- 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 it helped you out. It helped you out. Your street mentality. And I say that all the time to people. I don't regret my. I love my past because my past bred me from my future, which. The streets are tough. We all know. I'm sure you yeah. know. I don't know how yeah. you grew up, but we all know the streets are tough, right? Especially when yeah. you got nobody and no one and you're a kid. But you move to Hollywood. Hollywood is tougher. It rips people's minds out. It fucks with people. It moves your yes. soul. And I was able to adapt like a chameleon. And people are like, how the fuck do you do? I go, I'm used to this shit. The only thing I have here is if you don't give me the role, I'm not going to jail. I'm not going to get killed. I yeah. walk out of and I move on to the next. And I was always polite when I didn't get the role. No worries, thanks. See you on the next one. And guess what happened? Guess what happened? On the next one, years so, later, you they, got they, they, hired. Yeah. Stop being that douchebag guy. Fuck you, mother. Yeah. No. It's, 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 uh, uh, can you hear me, Jay? Yeah. All right, listen, it's, it's all about how you, how you like show, show respect, I mean, how you, how you right. walk with people, interact with people. That's how it is. People always remember that. If you're cool, they don't remember that. Right, and, bro, and I know people are like, I didn't get that audition. Fuck that practical. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This yeah. is a career. You'll be here 30 years doing it. I'm here 30 years yeah. in LA. You never and know. Like, you never no. know. People go, hey, Louie, remember how about whenever something's right and they might think of you, then it is. You don't do that. Unless somebody fucks with you and says something, you yeah. I don't want to be around you. I'm fine with that. You know, I don't need your parole. I'd just rather not deal with you if you're going to be mean and be rude. You know, you don't want to be upset with tensions, it makes you fucked up as an actor. Just, I'd rather not take the job than go, I don't want to fight with you. I just want right. to go on. Yeah. I, want have, I want to have fun doing what I do. That's my life. Whether you, see, you, you seem like you, you have an amazing time. You're always happy. Every time I see you, you're always happy. You know why, bud? Because I grew up, like I said, like in the streets, like, every, yeah. you know, a, a lot of people I know were killed growing up. And, yeah. you know, you learn to kind of go, that's life. You know, and, and you kind of move forward, right? People get stuck on things and they can never move forward. I mean, I've had a lot of deaths. Like my father was killed when I was like two, you know, yeah. we just grew up on the streets and, you know, we, we just had no choice. It wasn't like I said, hey, I'm going to be a gangster. No, I had no choice. I was thrust yeah. into that. Grandfather yeah. did 30 years. My grandfather was one of the main guys in the French Connection stuff. I was gonna ask. I would tell you that it's so it's so crazy because I always see you play you play a gangster or you play a cop. You're great in both both areas. There's, there's, I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a, a little border right there, right? I like the cop. Because <laughs> all my friends in prison call me and they're like, yeah. "You're a cop, bro." I'm like, I'm actually crazy and sad as it may seem. But I'm yeah. like, I'm like really famous throughout the print, the federal prison system. You know, <laughs> all the guys for all the years get on the phone. Yeah. Oh shit, baby Lou. They call me baby Lou because I was baby then. Now I'm like yeah. a big fucking Anderthal. And they'd be like, <laughs> they'd be like, yo, baby Lou, you, you're the cop, you're the soprano. And they would pass me around the prisons all over yeah. the country with phones. Yeah. And, and the guys come out, you know, my grandfather's friends, guys have brought me up in a way, you know. Yeah, guys, so, you've been there for a long time, huh? A long, yeah. long time. Yeah, my grandfather did 30 straight. Yeah, God bless. crazy. Yeah, uh, I mean, Louis, I, I, I want to jump back a little bit to the early career, because I know now you're in uh, on the West Coast, but did most of your career, obviously it started in New York, but what made you move to California? Okay, Talk a little bit about that. Ready? Wait, can I continue with my, listen to this? Yeah, this oh, is, yeah, yeah, for sure, for right. sure. So, so I'm doing these NYU films, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like 20 now. I've been doing them for like six, seven, eight years, right? And I love it. I loved it. It was like my addiction, you know? I love yeah. doing it. So 
I ended up sending, <coughs> I ended up sending out my pitches to a. I was sending them out to everything. Yeah, yeah. The backstage. Yeah, thing. the newspaper. Yeah, I yep. would submit every single thing in backstage. I didn't care if it fit me or not. Every project. You might That's like awesome. me something else. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah, because somebody might see you go, oh, I got this part. This dude is good for this or something, right? Yeah, like, you know, big Italian, fat Italian guy. You don't have to go, I'm going to submit that. that (laughs) No, what you do is you go, I'm going to submit to everything. That dude might go, hey, I like this guy's face. Boom. And that happened. So anyway, I submit this shit out of backstage. I I, I get an audition. And it's for this independent film called Amongst Friends. Hold on. One of my favorite movies. One of my favorite movies ever. Don't say right. Don't say that. Let me explain what it is first. And then you'll right. right. So so we do this movie, right, bro? And 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 it's we're doing it's we audition for it. And there was another big account, a big guy, right? He was the mid, right? And he was he was auditioning. I was auditioning for the same role in this little Italian, this little film. Mira Savino was the casting person. She was no one. Like this was 1990, bro. And me and the other dude go in. He goes in, he auditions, I go in, I audition. And, and they call us, and they're like, we love you both. We want to- Oh, that's what you had to the two, two yes. years. Yes! Me and, that, me and that dude became brothers. So oh, that's man. That's on 1991, he, we became brothers. Like, this is 30 years later. Yo, that's my favorite movie. That's my so, favorite. Sergio Tachini's. You have Sergio Tachini's. So now, now, now we, 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 shoot, we shoot this film. We start yeah. shooting little bits throughout Long Island. The kids are doing it Rob Weiss. His dad's like a half a gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy running casinos in Long yeah. Island. Great guy ever. Those jogging suits were his dad's. We would go in his what? Oh, Hey, dude, if you would have saw his dad, you would have been like, Louis, is that your dad? As he looked just like <laughs> He didn't look like Rob Weiss. He looked like me and Frank, which my brother. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Frank yeah. is like my family. And, and we took all, we, every time we'd go to shoot a scene, we'd go to his bedroom, he'd be like, don't mess them up, don't shit in them. And we would take his joggers and, and we wore all those suits with his dad's. Yo, oh, man. Yo, that, 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 oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, so, 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 so we, we do this film two years later, right, bro? Yeah. Two years later, we're all, we make friends with them. We're all just hanging out two years. This movie finally gets, the, the director calls me now, now a year before, 46 of my dudes got arrested, like in the Bronx. So yeah, yeah. there was no one around anymore. This was almost like God said, oh, saying, here, do here, like here, leave. So all my Amazing. buddies get arrested and I'm sitting in my house and I'm like a year gone by and I'm like, wow, like this is it, this is terrible. Families are destroyed and I'm not saying anyone's innocent or wrong. Everyone's a criminal to do something. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, like not judging. Yeah, yeah, like ju- judging, not glorifying. You just say how know? it is. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like home and I'm going, wow, I lost everyone. Yeah. 46 people, like in one one day. And, and and I'm like, a year later, I get a call from the director. This is two and a half years after we did the movie, bro. Yeah. And the and the guy's like, hey, Louie, uh, we're going to Sundance. Now, Sundance was nothing. It was a little film festival in 1993. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he was like, and the people came out were like Steven Soderbergh a year before us, Quentin Tarantino, yeah. Brian, Brian Singer came out the year we were there. So All right. A lot of filmmakers came out then that are now relevant, but yeah. they weren't how much shit compared to what it is was, right? So anyway, I have nobody. I got $5,000 left. We can't do the streets anymore because the eyes everywhere. They were literally yeah. everyone daily. And I was sitting there, I have five grand left. I bought a Maxima, a Maxima oh, car. Oh, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and I had I still got that picture, bro, with my motivation on my refrigerator. I'll still with you. And I was like, <laughs> and my dude, the dude's like, Louie, they're doing this film. It's gonna be at Sunday. It's a festival. He goes, drive to Utah from the Bronx. 
And I'm like, I call my dude Frank, the dude. <laughs> yeah. I took, he was kind of homeless. So when I met him, he was, a, oh. a, you know, like a drug, a drug user and stuff. So I, uh, I took him in, I would give him everything. And he, he, I go, Frank, let's go. Let's do it. He packs up. I road pack trip. Up, <laughs> road trip. We got the video. It's so sad. Being <laughs> him eating everywhere, fighting in the hotel. <laughs> so he goes, uh, so we, 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 the movie goes, we said, fuck it. I go, I got nothing. Right. Yeah. I got here. Nobody's here anymore. I get my car, took my $5,000, picked him up in Queens and we left. And you know what? Drove to Sundance, our film. First, I drove to LA. We stood in yeah. LA, living in Venice, dude, when the gangs were shooting each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. We would be out our window watching the Crips and the Bloods kill each other. And it Holy was so fuck. crazy. And then I would leave the house and they would all like me. They'd be like, hey, what's up, bro? I'd be, I don't was getting shot every day. They'd be like, hey, what's up, bro? I knew like, <laughs> those guys. Yeah. You know, it'd always be like just in their yard, hanging out within the middle of this one, Venice was bad. Yeah, yeah. So, then Mira gets, comes down, Mira Savino, she's nobody, bro. We get in the car from LA and we all four of us, me, Frank, this other big dude, and Mira drive to Sundance. And the <laughs> film. That crazy? That's crazy. That's cool. That's cool. The film hits major, and I'm a kid with nothing in the Bronx. All of a sudden, I got an agent. We're like the biggest thing at Sundance. I go to LA, I get an agent, my first movie, Natural Born Killers. Oliver Stone meets me right after Sundance and goes, Yo, yo, I, I had no union card, nothing. He goes, I love your look. I went, really? And he, now, now remember this. I was always an Oliver fan, but I wasn't, I'm a Scorsese. I like his movies, but I'm, yeah. a, I'm not a real Scorsese fan. I like Coppola, a couple of movies, but I'm an Oliver Stone nut. Like, I yeah. love Oliver. Whole, and he went to NYU. He was a, his professor was Oliver, uh, Martin Scorsese. Oh, and that's amazing. first dude I meet in LA a week after Sundance is fucking Oliver Stone again. Yo, Louis, it's almost but, like you manifested all of this. That, in, uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. guys. And and that's yeah. my point when I try to tell people. Positive vibes. Yeah. Positivity, PMA. Yeah. And believe, like believe, have hope because hope is everything. And everything you do, you're always, why do people play the lotto? They're hoping. Why yeah. do people, they're hope. Their hope is the biggest thing you can have in well, life. Well, and, and, and if you're doing hope with the hard work to your point, because a lot of people do, they think yeah. of that, but they don't, they don't put in the hard work right. like you did. You were out there doing all the short, you put yourself in every opportunity to be but, there. But you, you know, know why I did? Because I loved what I was doing. Yeah, yeah it's amazing, man. That, that's such a cool, that is yeah. such a cool story, man. So, so you do it's natural it. born killers. Tell me about being on the set. Wait, with no, so, so I, so I go back to LA I meet <laughs> Oliver. He's like, I'm in the room. I have no union card, nothing. I'm with Rob White, right? The dude comes to me, he goes, Oliver goes, come in the room. I go, really? Like I'm in shock now. I met my fucking, I, like, this is like, yeah. I'm like, this is it. This, I thought it was like the top of the world. It was the beginning. Amazing. And, and, and I went to, remember, I went to fifth grade, no acting school, no film school. Yeah. I learned everything by just doing. And I'm out of Oliver. He goes, hey, man, I love your look. I'm going to put you in my next movie. I go, what? Now I'm literally at the table going, you're kidding. He goes, don't worry, I'll call you. Two months later, I get a phone call. Go to Oliver's office. I'm like, is this real? I have no union card, still nothing. I go to his fucking office. Who's sitting there? Robert Downey, Woody Harrelson, Tom Tom Sarkis, all sitting in the room. He goes, "Let me come on in." <laughs> he goes, "He goes, this is your, he goes, this is your cast." Oh I man! And and I go, "Oh my god!" He goes, "Sit down with us." So I have to start eating with them, and I make friends with all these dudes. And before you know it, they're bringing other actors in that I idolized growing up to partner with me in Natural Born Killers. And I was that's, like, you know, that's, I'm that's, a, "That's amazing! That's amazing!" You know? And that was my first initiation. I end up going to Chicago, hanging out with. Uh, do, they loved me where, again, Oliver just liked me and so did yeah. Robert Downey, who was the nicest person 
never mind people's uh, problems and shit. Yeah. Right? I, hate I, you, always, hate, I yeah. always try to go, there's a benefit of the doubt. You know, I don't want to, and I've seen a lot of guys die, drugs and murder. I always try like to go, okay, it's, all, it's okay, you know, he's not a bad person. You know, I know this person. And Downey was a great dude. And Downey was like dr- massively messed up at the time, but he took me in. And oh, I was that's in cool. That's so and cool, I was going with him every night. The four students partying, I and mean, Peter Gabriel would come in and play piano. Claudius, <laughs> Carol, That's fucking crazy. I mean, the shit that happened on that movie, and they loved me, so they would take me out to dinner with them every night. There was like ten of them and me, and I was a kid from the Bronx, like an extra, basically. But they just loved me. I guess the personality, your energy that you bring to people, you know. That's the you know, that's- I think I think that a lot a lot has to do with you. Is that you you remind me of the a, a neighborhood guy. You know what I mean? Like, like, like grow, growing up. See, like, I when you're from the Bronx, I'm from Queens. I'm from Jackson Heights. But when I was, when I, when I, when I, until I was three years old, I lived in Soundview, by, right oh. by the white, right by the White Castle, right those buildings over there. So yeah. my father, my father was a cop, and my mother, my mother's from Spanish Harlem, and my father was a cop in the, 20, the two, three precincts, and and my mother worked at a donut shop. And had, yeah, had that me. was a cop. My father's a cop. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he, he was hey, crazy. In Harlem, you know, I grew up. I grew up in Pleasant Avenue. I, knew, I yeah, I, I, my my mother's from East River Houses, the Spanish yeah. home. Well, I so. grew up there because my whole family's from there. And I played football on Jefferson Park for 15 years in that Bud White League. I was a semi-pro league, and our whole our whole team was like, you know, now they're like the biggest guys on the street. But you look at the videos now, they were like quarterback. Everyone did time, and now they're all out. They were like running New York, and I'm like, holy shit, these are my football videos. I'm watching all these dudes. <laughs> but I was a kid. And, yeah. and I grew up in Harlem in the Bronx, and my yeah, whole yeah. family. That's crazy. That's why Peter, when I, when I, when I, every time I've seen you act, I tell you, amongst friends, when I first saw you, my one of my favorite movies. I'm also, I'm Puerto Rican and Jewish. So that's why I love amongst friends. There's the Jewish gangsters. And I was like, right. oh, shit. So it's, it's, it's so crazy. But only in New York City, you get that. That's why people, that's why people gravitate, gravitate to you. And it was, I, I, I lived in LA for eight years. I got signed by Travis Barker. And when I went out there, all the gangsters, everyone came up to me and were like, oh, just want to talk to me because I was from New York and, and right. I'm from Queens. And, and, the and, energy, and they love energy. it. They love it. Yeah. They love it. Yeah, they love it. Great energy, dude. I watched yeah. this shit. I told Donnie, I said, dude, this guy needs to be in, when we do this movie, he needs to be in this movie. And then I saw one song you were doing. I didn't know if it was yours. I said, who sings that? He goes, yeah. you. And I was like, He's got to. We got to use this shit in the movie if you, you know, if he's yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I talked to Donnie. Donnie. Donnie and Big Chris, Don, Don Caprio and I, Donnie's poor, shout out to Donnie. Poor Donnie was my manager for like 10 years, poor guy. <laughs> oh, so, God. So, that's, why he's bald, that's why he's bald. <laughs> shout out, I love you, Don Caprio. Yo, Big Don, Chris. Look, look, Don guys. Caprio, I know him for 10, 15. He was, he, he, my cousin, I met him through my cousin. Oh, all right, that all right. guy, that guy has been nothing but the same person no, great guy, great guy. He's a personality. He's a fucking saint. Always respectful. Always a loving dude. I would love to be be successful with dude, that dude. I hope yeah. I'm with because he's a great dude, man. I give and he's a talented guy. He's written, directed so many movies. He's and, and he's been to hell. He's been to hell and back. He, he wrote the Colombo book. I mean, the dude yeah. is a yeah. massive, massive talent, and he's the fucking sweetest, nicest person. Yeah. I want to be friends with that guy till I die. Yeah, Donnie's Don. Shout out Donnie. He's the man. Yeah, like, shout, you know what? Don, he's to to Louis's point. Like, uh, yeah, I know Donnie was one of the first kids I met out of state hardcore. You know, when he he lived up up in uh, upstate New York. 
always was the nicest, most welcoming oh. dude. And he stayed yeah. the same. And, and that's why I'm, uh, I'm always proud because him and uh, Izak have a label and they have this band called Concept. Yeah, I have a label, cool. I have a label with him. It's I, cool I, to see them doing a lot of yeah, shit uh, yeah. together, but you know? So we could use some of your guys' shit in this movie. Yeah, you know? yeah. Promote whatever we gotta fucking promote, bro. Yeah, fuck yeah. I I I've been I've, I've been doing the acting. I told I I I told Donnie and I. Oh, he he was he got me into acting. So I got I I I did I told you I did a movie with Peter Green that, that we won seven awards. I'm doing a TV show with Kamal for the Jerky Boys right now called Crash the System. So it's like yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, was I'm getting... shit. I told him I said but I, I told him a while back I said we gotta use him. He's got a great book. He does energy. Thank you. Thank Everything you. <laughs> Ask him. I don't think told you. I said we got. We got him. I go. We can put him in this. We can put him in there. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. Do you got a good energy and you got a good presence on screen? Let me tell Thank you something. You. Thank yeah, you. man. You know. And I watched some of the shit you do, and even your music. And you're an artist. You do this yeah. shit. You put this off there. And I love that thing you got. He looks like Frankenberry. The face you. Keep oh yeah, the, the, the graphite. El graphite. Yeah. You know. What I'm talking <laughs> about? Oh my e, my e, my e, my e. Yes, my e. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an e. Yeah. Looks yeah, like Franken, remember the cereal when you yeah, just, yeah, Franken, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, it looks like the box. Cereal. Like, <laughs> yeah. Every time I see that, I don't know if you notice. I like all yeah, of those. People, people tell me that all the time, and, and I love that character. Me too. I go. They <laughs> yeah. immediately assimilated it. I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question right now. This out of nowhere, make you laugh. It's how New York I am. How New York you are. Growing up, I I grew up. My father was a, a, a major Knicks fan. He used to take me to my Madison Square Garden, all this stuff. I, my favorite basketball players in the world, I'm a Ewing fan, uh, but I- Bernard King. Bernard King didn't hurt his knee. He would be the best power best. forward in the world. <laughs> than, he would have been, been higher than Jordan. No, he would, Bernard King would outbox yeah. Jordan any day. Dude, yeah. we used to go to those games and sit courtside and bet everyone at fucking 15, 16. Yeah. Yes. Look at old, old Ewing. Oh, I got fucking, I, I never, I never, I never used it. That's a thing. He kind of choked, choked a lot, him and Mark Jackson. Yo, yo, Ewing has a worst, at, at a center, had the worst hands. Remember the little fucking the hit that, that when it played in you, the you, you, came, came <laughs> down <laughs> off the thing. Oh. Fuck uh, out of here. Yeah. My, my, my favorite forward ever is Dominique Wilkins. Oh, Dominique, you're kidding. Yeah, say, but but I'm saying, but I'm a I'm a Knicks fan. My father tried no. out for the Knicks. My father played for Brooklyn College, Brooklyn Tech High School, and played for the Army. Didn't back really? In, yeah, back in my father was like, I was in the Army too. My father was in the Army. My father was a cop. You know, he was crazy, but unbelievable. Saying, but he he got me into into playing. But I was the biggest Nick. And lately, I, I've been trying to get back into it, but. In the eighties, forget I was the biggest ever. Forget, oh, forget, forget it, dude. And you forget know what? I just watched them. You should watch uh, the Michael Jordan doc. Oh, that's yo, Scotty, yo, Scotty Pippen is the is the man. I, I love, love Scotty Pippen, and everybody claimed that he was his asshole, pain in the ass. <laughs> yo, like, so that is Robin too. They were they, they were they, those guys were workhorses. Well, the if one for those guys, if yeah. one for those guys, Jordan would be one champion, maybe and done. Imagine had, if that. Yeah. Imagine if Dominic Wilkins had people around him that could play. That's right. A lot of players that, that yeah. would have been great players. You know, yeah. like you know, but but I I you know I, I definitely think I was sick. I would watch that doc one night, and I was like, I watch an episode. Hook. I was like, yeah. <laughs> hit the controller because I lived that. I bet every game. No, I, <laughs> I know. I love my 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 girl hates sports, and she sat down and she loved it. I was trying to explain to her. I said, Yo, Michael Jordan is the biggest gambler in the fucking world. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yo, I loved it. 
Yo, he, <laughs> just, he, he, he just wants to beat you and everything. I'm like, whoa, this yeah. guy's crazy. I love that. Competitive <laughs> guy, I'll fight. Let's go. Let's play. Let's play. Let's, go. Let's, go. Let's, play Let's play football. I'm down. I want. I want to win. I want to win every play. And I tell young people, <laughs> when you do shit, right? Yeah. yeah. Play to win, not the game. Yeah. Single fucking play. Yeah. I did that. I could have played college football if I would have went to school. I was like a a, a, a superstar in this league. I was the youngest yeah. kid, Maulin dude. I'm famous for football in the Bronx and I used to. Mall six eight guy big. I used to be just this kid who was extremely talented in football, and that was it. So my even now when I'm in meetings with shows, I'm like, guys, we're not here to have a great episode. We're great to have a see every fucking every scene needs to be killer. Every and that's the way I tell even now like my daughter, you don't play to win a game. You play to win every play. Yeah, if I'm yeah. An, I'm an offensive lineman. I want to win every play. I want to beat you every play down. Yeah, you know that, that, that's you have to go win. That's like, like that's an old school mentality. Because growing up, when we grew up, I, I just turned 50 years old. So I grew up, I, I was born in 71. And it, my thing is like, I would, I, I play, I, I, before I got into music and graffiti art, I was into basketball. Then once right. I got, to, once I got into, then I got into music, music and women destroyed my life. You mean that, that was, <laughs> that's where it went downhill. But everything, but before that, it was like, your I couldn't wait. Your dad's shaking his head. What the fuck did I <laughs> I'm an army guy. What? Uh, my body, I'm like, I'm like half, I'm like a 52% criminal. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, I'm just trying to live my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, me too, right? <laughs> We're not dead or in jail yet. Yeah, my I'm trying to try my life. My birthday was two days ago as well. I just turned 54. Oh, oh good. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, bro. <laughs> But you know, so and you know, it's funny. Growing up in the Bronx, that's what you said. You were Puerto Rican. Yeah. All my friends were Puerto. We hung out at PCs in Parkchester, the Riddlers, and all those Puerto Rican guys, the whole crews, were our friends. And that kind of was like the problem because all my Italian buddies were hung out. We all we do is hung out at PCs. You know what PCs? Yeah. Is Parkchester. Yeah. Yeah. And then, is that by my like my old country roads or Sorrento boys or like no, all that? No, no. You know where Riddlers was? Riddlers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right across there was oh, and and that was our hangout for ten years, and oh. and that's how that's how a lot of my buddies went to jail because we made all yeah. the connections yeah. with all the dudes. We were at the nightclub every night, and and the, a lot of those people were you know famous. So I grew up with all Puerto Ricans, and when I'm in LA, you know, if people are Mexican, and, and yeah. it's not fun. so you know when you, when you're in the Bronx, if you say to a Puerto Rican dude, you go, "Hey man, you're not what they want to kill you," you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's all I grew up with is Puerto yeah. Rican. Yo, know, LA is so weird because it's so segregated. Like yeah. each neighborhood, and they and I, I always I always laugh because when I you know in LA we have a, a DMS chapter out there. So we I started a chapter about there in two thousand two thousand and three, um, and we go out there and all the brothers come out. But I I've never seen the, the racism compared to like to New York. Like I thought how be like how Beach Guidos were bad. Yo, the Mexicans are the worst, more racist than anyone. Than anyone. <laughs> than, than anyone. Let me tell you something. I tell people that I go, hey man, like I, I get along with everyone. I don't care if you're black. Yeah, I don't care what the fuck you do. If you're cool, I'm cool. cool. Yeah, cool. You know? so, so when I moved to LA, I, I used to tell people still today I tell them I go, I go, I grew up in the Bronx where we all ate together. Green was our, our thing where we wanted to make money. money. I didn't give a fuck. Puerto Rican, black Jamaicans, we were all family in a way. We yeah, ate together. Yeah. We we still we played sports together. There was no racism. I told people I moved to LA. That's the oh first my God. And and then I didn't know like the difference between like a Jewish person because when you got to LA, people were like, yeah, the Jews run Hollywood. I'm like, what's what? 
And I'm thinking in my mind, that's the first bit of racism. Like, wow, that's crazy. And then he said, the Mexicans hate <laughs> And I'm like, I'm sitting in Parkchester with every Puerto Rican for my whole life eating and eating pizza. And like, (laughs) you're being being like, and I didn't realize, and I told people, growing up in the Bronx, there was none of that. Everybody was bombed. Yeah. here, I realized the difference in racism. Neighborhoods are segregated. They they, 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 they don't like it. The gangs, the Mexicans, the blacks don't like it. Samoans don't like them. It's it's, 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 it's all crazy thing. It's crazy, and, the, and, the, and the cops are the worst out there. The worst cops yeah. ever. It, it's it's like it's like almost like uh, like Nazi Germany. Like they like they bug me out at the LA cops. They're like, oh yeah. shit. But you're right though. It's like I didn't realize like racism was segregated until I moved to LA and people started yeah. going this 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 does this. I'm going what? And I like that because I say hello to everybody. I always want to yeah. see. Them. I don't care yeah. what you are, you know. Yeah. And I'm always like the friendly guy, and I realize like a lot of people don't want to be out in California. That's it. Yeah. New York, it's a melting pot, I guess. It's small and there's everybody's tighter, like tighter neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over there, like they, they, you can avoid someone for like two years. In New York, if you have a problem with someone, you're going to bump into them going to the store. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you fight. No one fights out there. Everyone sues each other. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I moved to LA and I started realizing that. That's the biggest thing I learned about me. You just said it. No one yeah. else gets it. But I, I said to people, I'm never, we never racist growing up because we didn't know that. When you moved to LA, I realized segregation and racism, and I was like, wow, you know, it's, it was it, kind of weird. I always, but, I, I always understand, like when I, when I see people in LA, you know what really bugged me out? I, I, when I, I got signed by Travis Barker, I met, the, I met everyone that every movie star and everything. But sometimes, I, when you meet someone that you love and they're, they're asshole, I'm like, oh man, it's just hurting. I'm like, I can't, you know, I don't even want to meet people anymore. But sometimes it's, it's like the people you love, they're, they're, they're jerks. So like, but yeah. then again, they might have a bad day, but but you might catch them on that bad day. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh yeah. man. Bro, I've worked with, I'm not going to mention them. I <laughs> you kind of go, that guy's cool. And then you go work with him and you want to kill him. You just don't, I want to go home. I want to go home. You don't want to be like, you know, work with, you're on a show. No one gets you working 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, yeah. eight months a year. So it, the, the whole vibe on a set should be fun. A lot of these people, like you said, though, are not. They're yeah. bitter. A lot of people drink. A lot of people do drugs. Yeah. You know, I really go out of my house. You know, you'll never see me at Hollywood parties, events. Very rarely. I'm like, yeah. I sit with sweatpants on. I don't really go out. I don't drink. I don't really do drugs. You know, I yeah. smoke weed. But yeah. I don't do anything else, you know, and I don't mind like my little existence. But I can't, like you said, it makes you hate people. Like you expect to go, hey, man, and somebody's yeah. a dick, and you go, You're a yo, dick. what the fuck? Yeah, to- yeah, to- I thought man. I hate you, you scumbag. <laughs> you know? But I call, you know, my problem is though, and yeah. I don't no more, I used to call people out a lot. Yeah. yeah. And people would go, you know what people would say? Look, he's a troublemaker. Why? Because you're a dick and I'm calling you out because most people suck your dick because you're famous. So they're afraid to call you out because they want to use you, motherfucker. Right. This is what this is what bothered me. Now let's let's work now. Let's work together yeah. and get over. You mean I've done that a bunch, bro. Yeah, yeah. But you know why? It becomes a a family. Even if you don't love all your family, you have to work with people constantly. You have to kind of have this a relationship where you're there yeah. every day and you gotta be friendly and you gotta just do... I tell people now. You come to my set, right? Yeah. If you like each other, that's fine. Leave when we're done, but show up professionally and do your job if you yeah. want the job. If you don't want to be there and you're unhappy, then don't do it. And I'll hire somebody who will, but don't come there and be disruptive. That's the worst thing you can have when somebody comes to a, a friendly vibe and becomes disruptive, you know, especially on a set where you got a lot of money involved. 
You got daily, you got $100,000 a day sometimes on the line, you know? And people come and they fuck up that vibe. Yeah. And you're like, okay, you shouldn't be here if you're not happy. And I would tell people that uh, we can all get along. And if we get along and we're all well, we'll yeah. all go for the pizza afterwards. You know, you know the, the, the graffiti writing scene from the Bronx scene? This what is, is his, his, his characters. They, he did a toy back in, back in the day. Dude, he we grew up with him. Like he grew my neighbor. He's got the skill. He's still got yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I also I'm good friends with, with Med, Med from Tough City from the Bronx, and wow. Echo from the Bronx. Those guys, those are Mars Park boys, NPC. You know what oh, mean? Yeah, my Mike Panini, all those guys, all those yeah. guys. Key, Cap, fucking a, a, a Cap. Also, you know what I mean? So Echo, yeah. Echo, NPC. Those guys, all my friends, all Bronx guys. You know. All, all from Sorrento and Amaris, but yeah, it was with my Sorrento boy. I, I lived on Rylander for like two years of my life, right? There I also, the, yeah. I also know fucking for uh, Old Country Road, uh, the, the shark, you know, for the rapper, you know, the shark. It, it, well, it, it, well me, me, and, me and Mike grew up yeah. in Twitter. I got his song in a movie before I was even in Hollywood when I was 20. I was he, was, that, he was really big back then with, with, with K-Slave. Yeah, he's that's a good guy, boy. man. That's, that's a good guy, bro. That's one of my down, yeah. down down, down friends since we're 13. He, he was he was good friends. I met him years ago. We, we, we talk now a long time, but he was good friends with my friend Jason, a Filipino kid, my boy, a DMS guy, Two Hip, which Two His boy was one of the guys, uh, his Two His best friend was also a Sharks friend who went to uh, uh, Joey, then went to jail for killing the guy in Mount Vernon. Joey he did 20 something years. Petrocell, yeah. Joey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how crazy is that? That's, yeah, that's those crazy two brothers show. were friends of mine. That, that was my whole crew growing up. Oh, a, see, a kids, the, the, see the, how, the, how crazy that is? The Tanglewood kids, the yeah. fucking first part. The, the, I again, I bound with everyone. Yeah, that, my, my, I, my friend the, Jay, the, Jason J. Now, his name was Filipino, but he's like a Filipino Guido. Jason J. Now was, and he grew up with the shark and he grew up with Joey. Yeah, so that's well, I got the shark down with Lord Willen. I got him down. Yeah, with yeah, him. yeah, all right, cool, cool. I, I'm the one who called up. He, uh, he, he asked me, Chris, he goes, Louis, do you know uh, uh, Mike, the shark? I was my, one of my closest yeah, yeah. friends. I called them up and they started Killer Music Faction together now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, they did a few songs. Yeah. Yeah, and I ended up putting those guys together, man. That's cool, man. See how, yeah, how, how, how life is? What, bud? That's how, how life is. I mean, they're all connected. It's all street stuff. That's yeah. why you know, show love and get love, man. That's how it is. Yeah, but you were friends with that whole Mars Park crew and all yeah, that. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, again, I lived everywhere. So I made friends with every neighborhood. And that's what, like, that's the story of my show with MGM yeah. is that I lived in all these neighborhoods, right? Yeah. I lived in Country Club. I lived in Frog's Neck. I yeah. lived in Morris Park. I lived everywhere, Harlem. So I knew so many people, and I always got along with everyone. And yeah. I used to tell people, especially like crews and dudes, I go, why are we fighting? If we bound, you know how much money we can make? And we did. And yeah. that was the problem because that's how the 46 guys ended up getting pinched. Yeah. They st I started grouping neighborhoods who were fighting. And yeah. I'd be like, guys, this fucking, you could do this here, we could do and, and that's what happened. And most of the crews that hate each other end up becoming friends because of me. And, yeah. and and everybody, it got so big that I started going, don't trust everyone. They told me, smoke more weed. I said, okay. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I left. Okay. That, when, I get a, when I get a vibe with people, I'm like, I don't want to be around these people. And I would go to my, my grandfather was a lifer, basically, right? Yeah. And, and I would go to Louis, Lewisburg and I, all these prisons that I talked to. Allenwood, all of them, yeah. Oldisville, Danbury, yeah, I yeah. prison, right? I, I was like institutionalized since I was a kid without being. I was in Lewisburg since I was five. I'll show you pictures. You'll be like, no way. And a lot of the guys in these pictures with me when I was five are the bosses now. So it's yeah. kind of funny. 
like guys who were just like, hey, Louis, little baby Louis here, they used to call me. So, so I, you know, I, I, I like, you know, I would, I would watch these, I, I, I would tell these guys, don't trust them. My grandfather would tell me, oh, these guys are not good. These guys, because he knew from the prison. Yeah. He would hear whose papers came down and whose shit came yeah. down. And he'd be like, oh, grandson, don't stay with this person. Don't go. So I started shying away to be an actor and they went hardcore and I was like, no. And I put all these neighborhood crews together and they would always say to me now when they're getting out, a lot of them were at the pizza thing. <laughs> and they were like, and they'd always be like, you're always a smarter one. You always didn't trust people. And they thought it was the weed. I just, I would hear from my grandma. I would try to tell them, <laughs> oh, greed, yeah. greed is a destruction of everything. Once you get greed, it's like cancer. It's all, it's, yeah, but it, 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 it's, it's a sad because it happens to one of the nicest people, the strongest people in the world. Yeah. It's like almost, almost like drug, greed is like a drug. Because it people, is. Like, you know, you know how many people from your neighborhood that was like superstars in the neighborhood, they all of a sudden, Crack and heroin destroys the whole fucking life. It's it's over. And it's so sad. It's so fucking sad that you know, it happens. Yeah. And I, that, that's right. And that was the problem, like in every neighborhood, I guess. Yeah. And you grew up in the same neighborhood I did, which I love. Like we're like, you know, closer than we thought without even knowing it. But yeah. it's like I would tell these dudes, you know, don't trust everyone for a dollar. Your freedom is no fuck you, Jai, you're crazy. And they started cutting me out. And you want to know the story? They cut me out for a thousand dollars. I would Put it whatever people are doing something for a thousand. I was making a thousand dollars. And he couldn't get it without me. And he goes, You're making a thousand dollars? I go, You're making 60. He goes, No, no. And then silently, no, bro, they cut me out. And you know how I found out they cut me out? This is in the show. I oh, found man. listen to this, bro. And these were my boys, like guys, like 14 family, <clears throat> like family. Yeah. We like four of us. And uh, uh they, they go, No, we don't need it no more. And I introduced them and I didn't put it together. And then about a year later, when they got all got pinched two years later, I got the indictment. And I got oh, the shit. pitch. Ooh. And I was like, wow. So you told me you already found someone different, but you stole my guys. You took your plugs. And I started <laughs> yeah. No, right. And you know yeah, what they I... said? They were like, Duck. They call me Ducky. It's my nickname. Ducky. People don't know Louie. They know Ducky. So <laughs> if you go, so so I would go, wow, wow. Like you fucking, but thank God because it made me be able to move on. Because if I would have been there, who knows if I would have been that guy who got twenty years for the kingpin role that they all got, and they got the kingpin laws, all of them, because it was done in front of a church. They had pictures of them, and I was like, and they oh, hate that's each other, fucking bro, crazy. and they hate each other. These dudes, these dudes are like fuck him. I was like, no, no, again, yeah, that's and and that's what happened. And then they became buddies. And they all got greedy, and the FBI was watching. And that's the story how I got away for a thousand dollars. And now they're all filtering out of the system, going, You were right, you were right. Because when they went to jail, instead of it being a scumbag, I didn't yeah. talk to him for years. But yeah. my grandfather was a legend, like he was ran the federal prison. So still yeah. now, he's, he's dead. He's like yeah. a legend. Yeah. And I go, oh, Grandpa, so and so's coming in. They're not tough guys, they're just drug dealers who got 20 years. And he watched out for all of them, and they love that. That's that's amazing. That's a, that's a like, you're a real person, listen. It's so crazy that the streets, like a lot of people that, that don't know don't know me, but they know me from uh, the graffiti world. When I was young, the graffiti world, I was I was a an animal. I'm talking about people like and people know who I am, how I started my crew, and they what know who I am. Dad? What was your e e Ezek, Ezek, E Z E C. That's what it is. <laughs> Ezek DMS. I was like 
I used to kill queens. Me and MQ, we were have wars with everyone. That's what we're known for. And is that, that how you know Steen? Steen? Is that well, how you I, know? I know Med. Med is and Steen. I know them because they know me. They Med became good friends with me. Echo became good friends with me. And I, I had beef always. Uh, uh, Rhino, KGB kids from the Bronx. All those kids. I, I know all those kids out there. Uh, but it's all war, so they all give me respect. All these guys give me respect when they see me now. Older guys. And it's funny. I see the older, older guys who are like. All Puerto Rican writers, they look at me yeah. like, oh, man, you still, you know, we, we, we see what you're doing. We love you. We know you're a real guy for the streets. And I'm like, that's, that's what I love, when the real right. people see me and they give me respect. And they I'm like, oh, thank you. They real, recognize real. That's how it is. Right? That's right. And, you know, and you just vibe with people. And, like, we come from a place where you can vibe with people in the right way like that. Even if no matter yeah. what they do, you can just, that's your energy because that's the energy we were brought up with. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like I said, man, it's funny because my show now, had yeah. a the artist in it, great yeah. with the cardboards. Remember, my yeah, go over here. We used to go to Parkchester, the PC go over Puerto Rico with the cardboards. Cardboard, the, the nomium cards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not me. I was too big for that, but my buddy <laughs> and they would battle for money, and I loved it. And I actually incorporated it into my my show. I'm doing is called Small Time about oh, small. Cool. And and we you know and and, and that we, again, I made one of them a massive graffiti dude. That's oh. great. From, 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 from what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, growing up, and yeah. One of them, and one of them was used to do the break dancing. He was like yeah. real. He was yeah. great. So we used to go with him and cheer him on at the club, the Fun House. Remember that? You know, you know. Fun Funhouse, House, Mars, all the things. Uh, 1018. Yeah, fucking place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro. But, land Quarters, Land Quarters. Yeah. That's what my show was basically in those. I can't places. wait. I can't wait to see it. To see yeah, it, bro. I can't like, wait to see it. Graf- you know, that's you show me the scene thing. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, this yeah. is my upbringing. So, yeah. you know, like I said, man, like, I, again, I, I, I believe, you know, I try to tell people, you know, get, get along with most people as you can. If people are dicks, stay away. You don't need to fight with everybody. You don't need to have, you know, when we were kids, we did stupid shit. We fought with everybody for whatever. I yeah. was always bonded. I always wanted to make people make money. I always liked people. I always wanted to sit with people and say yeah. that. Now I'm learning, you know, if people don't get along, you just move on. You don't fight with people. You don't argue. I want to actually, I want to bring, I want to bring the conversation back to uh, what we were talking about a little bit before, uh, which was was just kind of your trajectory, Louis, which which is so interesting to me again, just as, uh, you know, oh, like shit. you said, somebody, somebody who man, has manifested this kind of thing. And, you know, dude, even just watching you and, and Danny talk, it's kind of like this serendipitous connection, you know, and stuff. So yeah, I love what, it. What do you... Tell me a little bit more about that journey. So natural born killers to like, you know. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me hit you. Okay, yeah. I bring got me you. a little. Yeah, bring me through that journey. Also, I want to know too, like, I mean, again, dude, you've had very steady, have stayed in this game. Like, what yes. do you attribute that to? Is Again, is that just because, you know, like your point and what Isaac's talking about, it's like being available, showing up on time, being prepared. Like, give me a little bit about yeah. that. Because, dude, you've been in the game for a fucking long time working on. Yeah, I've been doing it. 30 years, I've been doing it for 38. My biggest thing is consistency and persistence. Always just keep to being consistent at what you do and persistent. Always just do it, you know, and consistent. You're great at what you do, be great every time. I got off the phone with my daughter 10 minutes ago. She had a cheerleading competition. And, and, and she's like, I said, you won last week. You're the best team. You're playing the best team again next week. You don't let down. You got to come next time and be better, better than you were last week. Yeah. Or you're going to get ass beat on the next week. You're going to come in fourth place. And so my mentality is always win, right? I believe that in my career. So after I did that Oliver Stone movie, I, everybody started hiring me. Tim Burton, John Landis, Ivan Reitman. So I had a great little film career, like yeah. as, a, as a six or seven years. Then, okay, comes along this movie called Suicide Kings. Christopher I was a Walken, to, right? 
Yeah, everyone. Leary walking. So right. I do this movie. My, my buddy's the producer, writer. And he's like, Louie. He goes, I wrote this lead for you with the other dude from Monk's Friends. He's in as well. <laughs> right? See that, bro? Yeah. Danny, my other yeah. buddy, you saw it So other guy, Frank, was in it with Brad Garrett. I was what? supposed to be Brad Garrett. The director was like, no, we don't like, no, we don't want Louie. I want Brad and I want Frank, my other dude. You know, yeah. the big guy. I'm friendly. And I'm like, okay, I got no problem. I walk away. You don't want me. I don't want to be on the set being forced anywhere. Yeah. So I leave. My dude's a writer, producer, goes, Louie, would you do one day on the movie with me? $500. You got no lines. Dennis Leary has eight monologues. You're going to go, yeah, boss. And I went, you're my friend. Absolutely. Oh, man. I, I, now I say, all right. The fish right. boots. The fish yeah, boots. Yeah, the boots, the boots. Where he beats the guy with the toaster. Yeah. I remember, yo. So, 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 so I, 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 now I'm doing these movies, you know, yeah. I'm not it's my first like five, six, seven years in Hollywood. I'm doing great, but I'm not, you're not getting rich. You're making 10, 15 grand a movie and you're happy. You're working with major stars. Everyone respected each other back then. It was a lot different. So yeah. I do this movie, Suicide King, no money. I wasn't supposed to be the star, nothing. I was supposed to be a big role. I took it anyway because of my friend. I do the movie. I shoot the movie. Me and Leary, I show up to see Leary one night. I have one night on the movie. Leary's like, call the director in the trailer. He goes, see all these pages? He had 10 page monologue. This is true. He goes, I'm not going to say this. Crumples it up, throws it out, says, me and this guy, he didn't even know me. He goes, I like this guy. Me and this guy just going to improvise. You go back in your trailer. The guy's like, no, but I need that. He goes, I'm not saying these lines. <laughs> that is now I'm like this in the trailer. Because, you know, I just got booted to the curb. Yeah. Now the guy, now the guy's like, we're gonna. Yeah, the, the, the main actor wants you. That's so awesome, I, man. Hey, you get you get me all the time like this. You hire me. If yeah. I take that job, I'm showing up like this. <laughs> let's, do, let's play. Let's let's do it. I'm yeah. always like time, time, time. I get to the thing. Me and Levy start improvising. Twelve hours later, in the car, all of that shit was said. I had not one line. <laughs> shoot the shit. The director comes up to me. He goes, "Hey, bro." See all the stuff you did? I go, yeah. I thought it was good. Being happy still. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. none of it's staying in. I was like, what a dick. I said, okay, why, bye. Why did he say like that? Because the, the, my guy was the main guy, the producer, writer, and he was yeah. forcing me to be in. The director didn't want to be forced. Oh, all right. You know, and I get it. That's why I didn't want the tension. I was like, yeah. Wayne, let me just do this little thing. I'm fine. You're my boy. I'll do anything yeah. for you. And I did it. Turns out, one day, $500, right? Christopher Walken's in the movie. Who's her husband? Who's her, his wife? George Ann. She cast Sopranos. She cast oh, all right. She cast the lady in the business, George Ann Walken. That's her husband. She's oh my. in this movie, Danny. She, she got it. She hit she got goes, I fucking love you. You are great in this movie. Want to come in for the show? It's called The Sopranos. But this is a pilot before it was shot. Oh, I, it's a, all right. So, so I go in. I go in. I read. And about a week later, I get a show called Fantasy Island where I lived in Hawaii. That's why I'm friends with all the Samoans. All the Hawaiian dudes are my family. <laughs> yes. Hawaii, Reed, they, 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 they can party. They can eat. <laughs> they can I, eat. Became, I became their brother. Every yeah. week we out on yachts in Hawaii and eating buffets together. Me and the whole, yeah. their family. Those yeah. people reminded me of the biggest family. Ori, I, I love them. They, the they, they, they're, 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 they're Samoans, uh, island people are very like religious. And, and they love music, Damn. and they're very family barbecues, the pig roasts, and all amazing. I would be with yeah. their families eating every. I did this for a year, so long story short, I couldn't do the Soprano pilot because I got a job doing the show Fantasy Island with Malcolm McDowell. It was me and Malcolm. Oh. McDowell. You know what that is? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 
So me and Malcolm started to remake a Fantasy Island in Hawaii. So I got to live there. Barry Sonnenfeld did it. So I got to live in Hawaii for a year, but it pulled me out of the first season of Sopranos, right? So now I'm like, now George Allen loved me, and this the Fantasy Island is tanking. It's an ABC yeah. show. I'm the brain that plays me. He's not funny. <laughs> you know? And, and I was, I'm 30 years old, living in Hawaii, having the best time you could ever imagine. Yeah, yeah. My trailer was the party hangout because. But did, did that mess that mess with your head? That it was tanking. Yeah, they tried to, but they didn't. I go fuck this. I was like, okay. <laughs> I like them. Hey, you ready for this? I'll yeah. tell you what. I said, and I'm to blame. Fire me. They did right. And guess yeah. what happened? I'm sitting there going, wow, I'm 30 years old. I'm on the biggest show at ABC. It's a big show. It's failing. I'm to blame. I go. The show gets canceled. I go. They fire me first. Yeah. I go to New York to see my mom for Christmas. George Ann walking goes a year and a half later. Louis in town. Can you have him come in right now? Tell my agent. Yeah. My agent's like, yeah. I go to, I get out the next day. I'm in, I'm in New York. Two days later, I go in to meet George Ann and I go upstairs. And who's in there? Gandolfini with, with pages. She's like, we want you to audition. FBI agent. I was like, wow. Whoa. Whoa. They never ah. forgot. The stuff was so powerful that my my energy that I brought to that with nothing in it, I created that whole do suicide things thing. They wrote a sequel for the movie for me and Leary for that. And and I told George Ann, never forgot five hundred dollars one day. They love me for Sopranos. Yeah, that's I, amazing. And I knew Dan, Danny, I knew Gandolfini ninety five. We would hang out in the clubs in L.A. and bars and drink. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And we were boys and we were boys yeah. and he's the sweetest guy. You know, he you know, he was a, I, I used to see him all the time. And the Lower East Side, when he's doing Sopranos, he used to go to a, a Manitoba's, and we used to hang out all the time. Him, a little Stevie, uh, all that. You know, like, yeah, you know, greatest dude ever before he was famous as well. And I knew. Yeah, and yeah. So, Danny, so now I get back. I'm thinking I'm the failure of this big show on ABC. And I'm like, motherfucker, this is suck. George Ann calls me the next day. I read. At four scenes, James reads, because I'm reading with you. I go, oh, you're kidding? Really? He goes, no, I'm reading with you. Reads one scene, middle of the room, he goes, stop, done. I go, oh, fuck. Like, I just got booted out of here. <laughs> you know, I go, holy fuck, like this is really depressing. Like, wow. Yeah, you don't, you don't. <laughs> yeah I'll, be back, I'll be back on the streets if I don't get <laughs> Like, I'm in New York going, all right, what do I do here? So I go in the elevator, I go downstairs. My agent's like, Louie, they want you. I was like, what? Gandolfini, true to size. And he goes, you don't need to read anymore. I got you. And I thought, and I thought again, it was going to be like the, 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 the suicide things where I was being forced and they weren't going to like me. And I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah. I'd rather do it on my own merit, you know? Turns out, I got the role before I even hit the downstairs. My agent's like, they That's love That's awesome. You. And I started, so so you ready for this, dude? $500. Yeah. One day on that Suicide Kings turned into the Sopranos because they remember that, right? Wait, gets bigger and better. Now I'm like, wow, this is great. I'm in Sopranos, shoot this one. Three years later, after Sopranos, I'm getting all this hype. I did another show for Judd Apatow. I played a crackhead called Life on Parole. And I played this guy who gets out of jail. He's a crackhead. And it was a great <laughs> show. DreamWorks and Judd Apatow directed it. John Favreau directed it. Oh, Judd that's Apatow cool. It. And there was a, a lot of great people. But I was like the star. I played a crack addict, you know, at the parole office every day. Going, okay. <laughs> so, so that show does gets me a little more recognition. About, about a year later, I get a call from the creator of 24. And he goes, hey. Yeah, that's what, that was big for you. Yeah, that was big for you. Huge. Huge. Hey. So, so, so I'm on the phone with the guy, and he's like, he goes, come on in. I go in, he goes, Louis, I want, again, $500. He goes, I watched you on Sopranos. I loved you. He goes, you were great. He goes, I'm going to put you on one episode of 24. If we like you, it'll go. And I was Help like, come back. But yeah. again, Danny, where'd it come from? It came from the Sopranos. Where'd the Sopranos come from? 
that one day for free that I did for my friends. Yeah, you went, you went, you went, you went there, you did it. Improvised, I did 10 scenes, I'm in the whole movie. You never, you never know, you never know. You never fucking know, Danny, take it. You believe in something, show yeah. up 100 miles an hour. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you, a, I'm gonna tell you a crazy story to all you all gonna laugh. <laughs> one time, so, so I, I went to, a long, to 2005, I forgot where we were, but the, uh, we went to um, uh, Dom, Dom, Dominic Storm and Melrose, Brooklyn Projects, back in the old ones, and he had a, 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 a party and Kay, it was me and Caves. Caves were out. Me and Caves were out there. So Caves, that's, that's the, the the back Brooklyn guy. Yeah, for Lords of Brooklyn. Yeah. Me and Caves. Yeah. So me and Caves. So, me and Caves so Caves. Everlast comes down. I, Pete, I, I bring Peter Green and um, Caves is with Michael Perioli and Adam Oscuro. So so all of a sudden we were talking. We all listen to talk. I, I I so me and Michael Perioli hang out. With, me and Michael Perioli we forget we become. Good well, guy. We, we, good, good, good. No, I love great motherfucker. I love uh, Mike. He's a great guy. Michael's a great guy. Me and him become boys, right? Remember, I introduced Peter Green to Annabella, and he, and he was like, he, he when he saw like oh, Annabella's this Peter Green, <laughs> he, he couldn't even talk. He's like, uh, I'm like, yo, you, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, and Annabella and I, we couldn't stop laughing because she was like, was like, she, she, she's like, Danny, where are you from? No, and I was like, for Queens. She goes, oh, Queens. I was like, she, you know, she's so Brooklyn. I'm like, yeah. she's like, I'm Canarsie. I'm like, she's like, oh, Queens. I'm like, yo, stop it, man. You know, I was like, <laughs> but, but I met those guys, and we all hung out, and people were like, Everlast, me, Caves, Michael, Annabella, um, DJ Lethal, and people were like, what the hell is going on over here? You know what I mean? But we're all New, New Yorkers, New Yorkers yeah. out there, you know what I mean? in LA. Real. Being real with that energy. Real, like, real. That's all real. I was on, I sustained with Danny Boy and Everlast. I did their yeah, yeah. on point. Yeah, on point. Yeah, point. Remember, it, was BD, yeah, yeah, it was me yeah. and Savannah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Juliet Lewis's dad. Uh, yeah, yeah. The actor guy. Right, right turn, Clyde. Right turn, Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> he, yo, but, but we used to hang out at Danny's and Everlast and DJ. Yeah. We used to at the house and play uh, Xbox back. And they used to play yeah. back football. Back in, this is 92, 94, 95. Yeah. And, and I ended up doing their video, which I love those guys. We used to yeah, hang yeah. out. They were great guys as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so anyway, that's kind of another how little wing. It's but crazy the music, right? Yeah, it's kind of cool, though. Yeah, it's a small world and it's a small circle, dude, you know? But, <laughs> but, but again, man, I, I've been in this business forever. What I try to tell young people, listen to no one, be positive, don't get rejected on every rejection. That means yeah. don't go put your head in the fucking sand. Young actors exit today, oh, it's so hard. Yeah, life is hard. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Well, they, well, these the young kids they don't stand. They get, they get hurt from words and stuff. And like we're we're hurt when, when we get our parents or whatever. <laughs> yeah. We get yeah, smacked. We get like smacked. You can't. Like, <laughs> the the food. The wooden yeah, spoon over your fucking head. Remember the wooden my, spoon. Yo, know, my father. My father. Remember, my father was a cop. My father was born. Rest in peace, my father. But my father was born in 1936, and his parents came from the the Holocaust. You know, like whatever oh, came in. Right. You know, we talk about like his parents. Yeah. The first World War come over, and so, um, so he's like first. He's Polish Jew, and he he used to when, when I was a little kid. And he was a cop. He used to bring me to like preset. He'd be like, "Oh, this is my little nigger Rican." And all the guys, and the black cops would be like, "Damn, Jimmy, 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 a jungle fever." Yo, they're like, "Yo, I knew it." He said, "Like, yo," but he was like Archie Bunker, my father. He was like, like "Oh, like daddy's Jewish, your mom is Puerto Rican." Yes, yes. So your yeah. dad was like Archie Bunker. You Archie said? Bunker. Oh, the one, yo, the yo, the shit he would say, I would cry. Yo, I'd be like, "What the hell?" And people were like, "Yo, people were like, yo, that dude's racist." That dude, I said, "No, listen." 
Like old school guys are just New York old school guys. You know, that's all they are. That's how they talk. I saw a thing when Norman Lear explained about Archie Bunker. They're like, he was so racist. Why do people hate him? They were like, because he grew up not knowing any better. That was yeah, just thing. That's it wasn't his like thing. Being racist, they said. No. And, and that's why the audience accepted Archie yeah. Bunker so well. Because yeah. he yeah. wasn't meaning it. It was more no. like, this is all I knew and this is what I was, you know. It, it, it made you laugh, the shit he <laughs> said, man. That's crazy that your dad was a cop and, and you and you became 52 percent. Yo, Louis, uh, you mentioned too earlier uh, frozen pizza, man, that you're working on something. So I, before you get into that, I got to ask you, man, like, Wait, so can I, I will. I'll go right back in one second. OK, <laughs> so I do 24. I'm supposed to do one episode. I'm supposed to do one episode of Sopranos. It turns yeah. into the whole season, the whole arc. Amazing. Then I go to 24, and I was supposed to do one episode as well from that role. I did 48. Yeah. We won an Emmy. A kid with Whoa. no education, a kid with no education, no acting class, Bronx. no school, Bronx mentality. <laughs> win, 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 win. And that's where when you don't need the best schools. You don't need. You can pick up a book. You can pick up shit. You can use your heart. You yeah. Know, be, yeah. Be strong. You know. And and I did that. And, that, and that's why I try to tell people. I won an Emmy. I've been on four of the biggest shows in TV history, Sopranos, Entourage, 24, and I forgot one other one, the Easy Streets. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, and it was yeah. like, you know, and I, and I did it with just self-knowledge and never, never, never quitting. Never. You can't get me to quit, dude. You'd have to yeah. shoot me in the head before you tell me I'm never going to succeed. That's, and how, that's, how, that's how I do that, do, do everything 110%. Yeah, that, that, that is Every fucking... Minute. Every That's amazing, minute. man. You're, you're so anyway, so that was, I wanted to end it on like that positive where I had yeah. nothing. I grew up with nobody. I didn't know anyone in the business. I moved to LA with five grand in a car. I, I stood on floors. You know, I hung out with great people. You know, as we know, we're talking about like yeah. all the people that before they were successful were my friends. And we ate at a house. I used to cook for everyone. Everyone came to my house. Everyone. Everyone. Leonardo, fucking House of Pain. <laughs> or every dude was at my house. Yeah. And I look, I have videos of it. And I'm videoing the house. All, we'd have these massive parties in my house. And we all, there were four dudes living in the house. We all chipped in 200 a month rent. We didn't pay them. Like, but we just had massive parties in Santa Monica. <laughs> and that's the area. And you know, wait, sad as it may seem, the porno saw Savannah. Yeah. She died on her way to my party. It was in GQ. Oh, Madden. man. Oh, it was on her way with, with Dave, because all the House of Pain Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. They, yeah. And, that's sad, and that dude was with her, and they were driving, and she crashed to my yeah. house. And uh, she went back home, and that's when she she did what she did, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, but anyway, oh, so, so but see, I read this in GQ magazine. I'm like, wow, this is crazy, you know. It said one of the fat guys from Among Friends was on the way to our house, and we remember it. it was like it was like it was like yesterday. But our house was a bonding house too. I would teach all these dudes. I'm gonna bring it to the food thing now. Yeah. But I teach all these dudes. You have me teaching Michael Rappaport, 1993, in our house, like how to cook. And yeah. I would cook all these dudes. It was almost like a prison thing. I was in the house with all these dudes. I would cook. <laughs> they would put it in Tupperwares, and they would and all these dudes. Yeah. Out. And I would teach them. Then I would go to the supermarket because I go to the supermarket now. I spend four or five hours a week in supermarkets. I love supermarkets. Did you have a source? You had a source. Did you have a source? Yeah. 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 Pick back off pieces. So anyway, so I would well, that's yeah. But, but before we wrap up, because uh, we're yeah. we're gonna run out of time again. But I, okay. I, 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 I <laughs> I want I want to plug the the pizza thing and and I want to know too Louis from you, like where's your favorite New York slice? Because that's you're being. Uh oh, uh -oh. Uh -oh. you know what I, I I believe again, all pizza is good. These <laughs> yeah. guys, you saw where we were, Danny. All those yeah. great pizza makers. I yeah. will never disrespect any of them. I will Shout to Nino. Well, Shout to Nino. <laughs> <laughs> but but 
Americans, but I would never discredit any of them. They're all yeah. great. Yeah. You know, they all put their heart and soul and their love into these products. I am not a critic. I am an eater. I think yeah. they are all great. You can you can throw a rock. But come on, you're getting off that plane, and what's that first slice you want? I'm not, respect to all, peace and love to all, but that first okay. slice, where is it? You go to my neighborhood in the Bronx, because that's oh. where you go, and there's okay. a place called Tommy's, and the guy's been there 60-something years. And you ready for this? When I was back last month doing Gravesend, you know, yes. that show I'm doing in Brooklyn, Gravesend? Yes. I'm executive producer and it's starring a show. We did the first season, it's on Amazon. We're doing the second season now. I just shot a bunch of episodes in New York. It's cool. The first season's cool, man. Pretty I cool, like right? I like it. I, I like it. Cast, Danny. We got a massive cast. There's Dice Clay, Fred, yeah. Dre. Everyone jumped on this year, right? Uh, uh, Zane. Zane's in the two little Zane. All about the strong yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone. But anyway, yeah. anyway, so so when I get off the Bronx, I go, I go to the Bronx, right, bro? When I was a kid, 12 years old, I used to go to this pizzeria called Tommy's in the Bronx. And yeah. like, oh, the guy would be making them. Bro, I'm 40, I'm 54. I go back a month ago, the guy's still in the same That's spot. Amazing. <laughs> and I go, like, I, go me. I go, bro, I can't believe you're still here. He, he can't only speak English. He looks at me, yeah, yeah. I go, you've been here since I was fucking 10. I'm 50. <laughs> and I don't think he liked it. He was like, okay. I didn't consult him about his age. But the dude is still at the counter. Serving yeah. spaces 60 years later, bro. So those are the neighborhood places that I really love. Louis and Ernie's in my neighborhood. Louis and Ernie's is like ranked one of the best pizza places in the country on all the surveys. That guy yeah. I played football with. I played football with the owner. Like when I was That's 15, amazing. And so so I grew up believing, and I, and I and again, I'm not a fucking critic. You know, yeah. all these guys make great pizza. Yeah. No matter what you like at what the moment, they can all be even for me, you know? And I respect their talent. I respect their creativity, how they make the dough, what their sauce is. I love it. I love the art of pizza. So when you ask me what's the best, I think majority of the New York places are. That yeah. right. I go. agree. I'm like, I, live in, I live in Connecticut, and yeah, right, yeah, so right, yeah, yeah, right yeah, next yeah, to so New Haven. So we got, we got it bang. We're going to Happy's when I get back. Damn oh, you and our pizza and the other one too. We're gonna have both of them. Louis, I'll treat you and I'll take you to my favorite spot, which is a place called Franco's that I think you would love. So we'll have oh, Danny take we'll have Danny take the train over and and, and yeah, I'll take I, you down I, the middle. I, I, Danny, you listen, I'm down. To pick us up, Danny, and we're gonna go to fucking yeah. Connecticut. Yeah, here we go. Here we're we gonna go, go a minute. This this one's on me. So Louis, <laughs> before we wrap wait. up, where where can everybody keep up with you? Plug the Instagram really okay, quick. Okay, so so my Instagram is that Louis Lombardi. The pizza company is called Ava Lou's Italian Pizza Company. Ava's my daughter. I'm Lou. I have some oh, family cool. business. Me and my daughter do. I'm trying to like be, I want her to be part of whatever thing I do. That's I'm brought up like all Italian women. So all I did was cook since I'm five. And that's where all my passion and love for food and family comes from. You know, that Italian yeah. house. We always took everyone in my house. My house, my dude just got off death row. He lived with yeah. me. We had so many people live with us when we were kids that were, whatever kids, like mis misguided. And most yeah. of them family. And now one dude just got off death row. He just called me as he's out in Pennsylvania. He did 30 cool. years, like my brother. You know, mm. so all these guys we took in, I believe food, fun, and family is what life is about. We need that. We need to sit, bring families back to the dinner Breaking table. bread. Breaking bread. Breaking bread. fucking bread. You saw what I did at our pizza thing. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone together, bro. And everyone, let's eat. Let's just hug and laugh. Like, I don't want Yeah, wanna, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, how it should be. That's how it should yeah. be, man. And, and that, so so the pizza company evolved from that. Me growing up when all these Italian... So people love the mentality. QVC already ordered 10,000 pizzas. That's you know, amazing. I, yeah, because oh. they... Story. Me being brought up by all Italian women, now I have my daughter doing it with me. It's five generations. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I'm like the only guy. Good luck with that, Blue. You know, that's, no. that's so so amazing, bro. And I love women. I the women of my life. That's all I've been yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's yeah. my life. 
So I named the company Ava Luge. Me and her, I helped doing it. She's going to come with me and do this tour. She's a beautiful girl. She's got a little red hair. She, she's like my best friend. We get along. Uh, and we'll make but, but, sure that oh, we'll have all the information on the screen, too. Yes. So make sure you send and us all the... I would, love, Danny, I would love to come back on and talk about like the old days of the graffiti shit and the trees. Yeah, yo, we, 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 we got to have, I mean, yeah, we, 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 have you again, bro. Yeah, Don't we worry. definitely got to have... You know what would make this awesome is that when you're here, we recorded in person at my shop. I got, I got a record shop here. You bring the fucking pizzas. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I got, a, I got a record shop here. We'll do, we can do the pizzas. And, and we usually, prior to the pandemic, dude, we'd always done these in person, actually recorded them right in Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, so that would be, that would be a lot of fun, man, yeah. because dude, yeah. you've been, we're you've do been such a great place. guest, man. We're going to the pizzas, and then we're going to test the pizzas and see which I would, ones dude, we have. Me and Isaac would love and that. We would yeah, love that. And you, you know who we, we, that would be so much fun, man. And I, and I would love yeah. to do that because you've been so generous with your time, dude. And we, we, dude, the stories you have, like I said, man, we didn't even get to talk. I had a great time. This, this is amazing. I love it, bro. This yeah, is Louis, great. thank so you so good. much, so my brother. Thank you. Yo, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much, Louis. Don't worry. And I want to do one. You bring the pizzas. We'll do it in-house. And I want to talk about, like, the graffiti stuff, Danny, and the music. And not just Hollywood shit, but the shit that no, we No, 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 no. We're going to go. Hey, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say goodnight to everybody. Who uh, we're going to talk to with you. We love you, brother. Uh, yo, Thank shout you out so to everybody. Much. Keep coming up with us on, uh, on YouTube. Everybody follow Louis on Instagram. I love you guys. You're the best. The world is Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.